Good morning, everybody. Welcome to day five of the Spiritual Stamina Challenge. First off, I want to say what a blessing it's been for me so far to lead this challenge. I'm blown away at the feedback and the engagement you've all had. I love seeing a group of Christians come together to better themselves, and at the same time, they're reaching out and challenging others. It's a beautiful thing, and we're not even a week into this thing, so keep it up. Um, it's awesome to see. If you're just joining us and you're new to this challenge, welcome. My hope in doing this challenge is to help you build some spiritual stamina, or in other words, the ability to sustain good, healthy spiritual habits to help you be a stronger, more effective Christian. Too many Christians these days know the right things to do, but they never do them. They know the scriptures, but they never ask, what does this mean for me? And without asking that question or applying it to our lives, our faith merely remains mental with nothing really to show for it. Um, it doesn't take long to hear from God, guys. Remember, it's not so much about quantity of time spent, but quality of time invested. So just take some focused time in his word and a mind to apply it to your life. That can change your life forever. Um, what, what I've been saying and stressing this is a application or effort is what ultimately will set us apart from the world. The one who believes what the Word says lives what the Word says, and that's what we're about here. All right, so with that said, let's dive into today's talk. All right, you were to read Galatians chapter 2 and Proverbs 27, 6. My biggest hope is that you saw and studied the opposition between Peter and Paul. I hope that you saw that uh, Paul or no, Paul was addressing Peter, and Peter was not acting um, Christ-like, all right? And Paul called him out, but it wasn't just a little innocent mistake that Paul, that Peter made, and Paul wasn't just being mean, but Peter was being a hypocrite. And not just that, but others were also watching, and they were being led astray. So Paul boldly came in, and he said, if you, a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you force the Gentiles to live like Jews? A harsh but needed rebuke. And I hope that we can see from this that this is healthy opposition because many times in our lives we are like Peter hypocrites and not only that but we take our hypocriticalness and we display it for other believers to see and they think it's okay or that that's how Christians should act they end up following us and we ultimately lead them astray the very opposite thing for what we're supposed to do the very opposite thing that Jesus died for you see what I'm saying so what we should see in this text is Paul a loving Christ-centered gospel minded brother coming in and correcting a brother as any brother should harshly sharply to the point because he loves him and because he cares about others Peter knows better all right that's the bottom line and in our lives it may be hard for us to hear these types of rebukes and our tendency is to push those people out of our lives or avoid them but let's understand that they ultimately have our best interest in mind as well as others all right Proverbs 27, 6 says a wound from a friend can be trusted, but the enemy multiplies kisses. And point being, a friend tells the truth even if it hurts. All right, the other side of the situation, if we put ourselves in Paul's shoes, um, that's when we see a brother or a sister compromising in their faith, living like the world, yet at the same time they say they're a follower of Christ. Well, if we see this... Let's understand that the most loving thing that we can do for them is point it out. It's not loving at all to let a brother or sister go on in sin, right? But if they don't claim to be a believer or a follower, let them do their own thing. You cannot expect a sinner to act like a Christian. But if they claim to be a Christian but they act like the world, then we have a problem, okay? But let's keep moving on to today's lesson. 
a continuation of the series Keeping the Context, and I'm calling today's talk Faith and Legalism. All right, remember the context of the previous two chapters, and if you're new, please go back and read Galatians chapter 1 and 2. All right, gain some of the context, the who, what, where, when, why, all of these things. But simply put, Paul is writing this to the churches in Galatia, all right, and he's writing a rebuke. They are on the verge of going astray, and Paul is trying to warn them and remind them of the truth. Chapter 1, Paul gave his personal testimony. Chapter 2, he gave a little more detail of what he did and who he is now, and he says it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Powerful stuff. And today we're going to continue to build upon that context there, all right? I got to say, and I got to remind you guys, before we go any any further, uh, context is so important. One reason it's so important is because God has an intended meaning in his scripture, all right? And the message is there, all right? The message doesn't change, which is why we need context to help us draw out the message. The message or intent doesn't change, but how it's applied can change from person to person, from generation to generation, culture to culture. But without context, we run a dangerous, dangerous risk of making up our own meaning, so guard yourself from that, okay? But today's workout is gonna consist of the following. Get your notebook out, get your pens ready, okay? Remember the three things, prayer, reading, and application. Our prayer today, I want you to take some time and pray about legalism. All right, ask God to give you a better understanding as you read today's text, all right? And ultimately, I want you to ask God to reveal any legalism in you, okay? Um, Now the reading. Part two here. I want you to read Galatians chapter three. I want you to read it at least two times through and read it slowly. All right. Spend some time trying to track with Paul and what he's saying. He he words some things in some interesting ways. So it's a little confusing at times, but put in the work and try to track with him. Read it as many times as you had to at least twice, though. But please try to Try to grasp a majority of what's being said, all right? And as you're reading this, I want you to try to answer these two questions here, all right? The first one is um, based on what we've read so far, so you can take into account chapter one and chapter two, but also definitely keep in in count uh, chapter three. Um, So based on what we've read so far, what is your take on the Galatians? What is their motive, all right? What does Paul see in them that is so wrong, all right? Try to be specific about this and point something out. I believe it's in the text there, all right? And the second question I want you to ask um, and try to figure out through these first couple chapters is how is righteousness attained, okay? Those are your questions there. Um, The third thing, application, all right? This is what sets us apart from the rest. Today's application is going to be similar to day one. It's going to be simple, yet it's going to be hard. You're going to have to be a little vulnerable here. But since we're talking about faith and legalism, we have to address the hard issues. Today's application is for you is to ask one person, okay? I want you to ask them, am I legalistic? If so, how am I legalistic? How am I legalistic? All right. Ask them to be specific. All right. To be honest with you all, I struggle with legalism at times. My wife and I, we've talked about this from time to time, but it's talking about it with her that allows me to notice my legalism. And that gives me an awareness that I didn't have before. And that allows me to work on it and ultimately change that. All right. But I've seen firsthand in my life how legalism can smother and push away people. So even if this is a hard question to ask, ask it, all right? Because if you are legalistic and you don't know it, that can be a dangerous and poisonous thing. Um, This doesn't mean 
avoid legalism and go to the other side and take complete liberty and everything. There is a balance and we're going to get to that in a couple days. But for today, just take a small chunk. Are you legalistic and how? The best option as far as people to ask is going to be a non-Christian or maybe someone who knows a lot about Christianity but isn't really living for Christ right now because they're going to be honest with you. All right. Ask someone like that. And when they respond, listen. Take notes on what they say and then make plans to change. Pray for God to change you and help you live in faith rather than on laws and legalism. If you're not really legalistic and they're like, hey, I don't really see any of that, maybe ask one more person just to see, all right? But if you're not really legalistic, then great. That's awesome, man. Keep it up, all right? But again, let's make sure we're not being too liberal with our freedom in Christ. But uh, that's it for today, guys. If you were challenged or encouraged, please take a second and share this on social media and help challenge others. Remember, nothing will change if you don't change what you do. So take steps to change. It may be uncomfortable, but it will be worth it. I promise you. All right. God bless. Thanks for watching, and I will see you tomorrow.